Iran struck the United States bases with missiles on Monday night in retaliation for the death of one of its top generals. Both sides say they want peace, but that doesn't mean the Pentagon is letting its guard down. The possibility of another attack from Iran has prompted DOD to keep bases on alert. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me with what you can expect. And first of all, is this a worldwide situation that defense is imposing? I think anything involving the United States is probably a worldwide situation, just considering the amount of tentacles that the United States has throughout uh, its its empire. So this is definitely a worldwide situation. Uh, I think everyone should be interested in it. And there's also possible semi-nuclear implications to it, considering Iran's been trying to get their hands on things for quite a while now. So um, I wouldn't uh, discount anything if you're anywhere at this point. And what is the latest with the Iran situation with respect to the bases? Right. Well, in case anyone's been under a rock, the United States killed a uh, top general in Iran, General Soleimani. And from there, Iran attacked the United States on Monday night. There were some missiles in Iraq bases. And uh, now the United States is basically in a, a, pl- a place where they can either retaliate again. Iran might consider re- consider further retaliation. And, uh, you know, everyone's just kind of has their, their eyes peeled. Things are there's high tensions, a lot of anticipation in the air at this point. And there's a possibility for more attacks from Iran. What I've heard from the Defense Department, U.S. Northern Command has said that they're not really going to say what they're doing, but they're keeping their bases on alert. That's more on the homeland side of things. The Defense Department, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said that they don't talk intelligence, but they're very concerned, taking everything very seriously. Everything you'd expect them to say at this point. I guess it's a good thing this didn't happen before Christmas, because golly, they might have shot down Santa Claus. (laughs) President mentioned that the attacks that were launched by Iran the other day to target bases of the United States in Iraq didn't really do much damage. They did some damage. They didn't hurt anybody, as far as we can tell. Certainly didn't kill anybody. Almost looked like they were trying to miss, frankly, and maybe just make a little show for their own people. What do you think the United States is expecting or can expect? Well, there's quite a few things that they can expect. And I talked to Mark Kansian, who's the uh, senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. What he said is that, you know, Iran doesn't want to attack anyone that can be considered innocent at this point, especially from uh, official... Despite the fact that's what Soleimani did quite a bit around the world in his career. Well, they don't want to do that in in sense of uh, attacking them from official channels, right? Because that just builds up sympathy for the United States. That plays right into what, you know, President Trump would want for for Iran at that point, so he can point at them and say, hey, these are really bad people. So, you know, any sort of attack that's coming from Iran is going to be something that has nothing to do with with humans. So shooting down another drone like they did last June, uh, you know, continued cyber attacks. So that's something that Iran has been trying to do is, is infiltrate U.S. cyber uh, space and assets. Now, when it comes to... Soft- Let me ask you this, though, sure. also, have you heard anything about shipping in that region? Because that's also a vulnerable possibility. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's that's sort of the, the other part that I was getting into, which is the, the softer targets. Now, Iran might talk to some of the extremists that they know or some of these, you know, what in Russia they called the little green men when they attacked uh, Ukraine. And these are the unofficial channels. Now, they might use those for for suicide bombers, which, you know, they they won't claim responsibility for, but it's pretty clear where it came from. That kind of gets the extremist amped up and and going. And, you know, as you were talking with the supply chain, there's always pirates off the Somali coast and things like that where isn't too far from Iran, and they could talk to different people, especially in the Black Sea as well. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. And what about DOD employees, civilians, and I guess people in uniform working on all the bases throughout the world? Are their daily lives somehow altered by this high alert? 
Yeah, well, if you're in the golf, you're definitely going to be seeing a lot of changes. Mark Kansian, he's a veteran and is very familiar with the, the way that wars changed uh, the bases and how they were, the, their security was. He said that the ones in the golf are on you know double high security at this point. That means every car that comes in there, they're going through with a fine tooth, tooth comb. They're looking underneath the undercarriage, in the car, in the trunk, everything like that. That slows down what uh, how people are getting into the bases, and it's it's quite a slog to get in. Now, he said he hasn't seen that in the the homeland bases at this point, except for in Fort Myer. That over, is the base overlooking the Potomac. It's where all the bigwigs live, like Mark Milley, the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, other big brass at that point. So you're going to see some traffic in that area. Other things that you're probably going to see is cyber training. If you're a troop, you're going to see some more cyber training, maybe some some alerts, things like that. Keep Some your review field. of what you have to be able to be on alert for, like don't click on that. Right. You know, phishing message and phishing so on. Phishing scams, you know, everything that you can think of under the sun when, when that comes comes to mind. And then, of course, the United States is sending troops over to Iraq and, and the other areas that they have bases over there to, to help with this sort of thing, uh, because it's going to take more manpower in, in order to do that. Well, you know, force protection is a high priority. Some of us remember Beirut in 1983 when 241 Marines, sailors, and soldiers were killed by a suicide bomb. And I imagine, therefore, that the relationships and the wariness among allied troops, say Iraqi troops that might be nearby American troops, that's going to raise some eyebrows and maybe some questions, too, I imagine. Right. I mean, everyone's going to be in in high alert at this point. And, And there's anticipatory air, as I said, you know, just because each person has had their tit for tat at this point doesn't mean that everything's going to stop, especially in the cyber realm. I mean, the past six months between the United States and Iran has been very uh, cyber specific, uh, as we say. And, And if you remember, the United States basically shut down a whole nuclear facility in Iran a couple of years ago, and that turned into a whole fiasco with a virus. But, uh, you know, besides that, the the cyber warfare between these two nations is something that is very hot. So basically, then the officials are more concerned or they're taking more action on the cyber front and the physical front, just greater wariness. Right. Yeah, it's 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 probably more wariness. Um, I, I would definitely keep my eye on, on the cyber front, and, and that's where they're going to be bolstering a lot of things. But, you know, they're never going to be too careful and make sure that, that uh, people are safe as well. But daily lives of those coming and going from physical installations is going to be a little bit more, I guess, annoying. And if you're a federal contractor who calls on DOD bases, installations, and even offices— you can probably expect maybe a little tighter security in an already tight situation. Exactly. And and Mark Kansian, what he told me is that during the Gulf War in uh, places like Fort Meade, it took him three hours to get onto base just because they were going through uh, so much security. Hopefully it won't get to that point, but you know there is a possibility if things ramp up to uh, that degree. Well, Fort Meade's a pain in the neck on a normal That's day. That's right, yeah. I guess if it gets too long, you can stop into one of the tattoo parlors while you're waiting. And <laughs> your car will still be where you left it in line. And what about Congress? Have they weighed in on all of this? Yeah, so uh, on Tuesday, the uh, the co-chairs of the Cyberspace Solarium, now that's a congressionally mandated panel of uh, congressional people, industry, and also executive branch officials to, to think about cyber. They weighed in on this, and you know what they said was that uh, red teaming is something the United States needs to do more of, and, and that's just the sense that you need the best hackers, the most bloodthirsty hackers out there to try and find ways to get into our our networks and that way that's the only way that the defense department's going to know that it can figure out uh, that where the problems are 
And the other thing that uh, they said is that it's a time to really just tour all the bases around the world, particularly the ones overseas and in the Gulf where you have tenuous situations with these these uh, countries because, uh, you know, you need to just keep keep an eye on things and look into things every once in a while. So it's time to really just do it, an audit of bases for security. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.